Hey guys, welcome. It's the Can You Chronicles. I'm your host Nate, aka Crash. This is episode 210, and I'm just uh, getting into it here. Have a great episode uh, on on tap for you here, so you'll be checking it out in a little bit. But in the meantime, just wanted to get out of the way any uh, social media, so you can follow me on Twitter at Can You Chronicles, just as it's spelled. K-A-N-U Chronicles, C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S. And then uh, on Instagram, it's G-R-T-N-8, so great Nate, but G-R-T-N and the number 8. And um, obviously, if you haven't already, check out our main website, ilovecanyou.com. All this will be in the show notes as well. So there you go. So I hope you guys are getting off to a great week. Just about to start mine myself, which just continues and it's just going. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, just getting into the mix here. But what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, we're going to get into oh, a little bit of football. We have a preseason just started this last week for all the teams. You had the Hall of Fame game, which was recently, but preseason start, and we got that going on. So, get into that. What else? Uh, we're going to get into a uh, little music talk and anything else that just kind of comes along the way. But let's get into the preseason. Uh, actually, I'm just going to talk about the Steelers, just because that's the only thing I checked out. As you know, if you hear me, if you listen to the podcast, uh, most of the time I'm just going to cover my teams that I follow. So I'm not giving you some big in-depth report right now. It's just preseason. But let me tell you about in terms of the Steelers, and maybe there's some other teams that probably probably look good as well. But um, if you haven't checked it out, it's some great highlights from the Steelers-Bucks game, which... On both ends was really good, but for the Steelers, man, boy, do they look sharp. I mean, this is all second, third, and even fourth round guys. And um, all the quarterbacks scored. All of our quarterbacks scored. Um, Defenses did well. Some great standout talent. Uh, Looked really, it just looked like uh, a much more focused team than I was. You know, it's just the first game, but you could just get a sense that things are nice and clear. You don't have all this uh, buzzing drama around. So, so uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's it, and plus, it's also um, a great year because you got guys like Dobbs, who's been in three seasons now, and then Rudolph with the second. And man, they are looking really good. But Rudolph looked great, man. He looked really good, but. Even the uh, Hodges, the la- the fourth round guy, I guess you would say, but he looked pretty good too. Um, so great group, other guys making plays. Samuels, Dobbs had a huge run. I mean, he looked really good um, in terms of his decision. Certain things, he looks way like like his physical looked really good. Like he's been really, you could tell he's been sharpening up, you know, and, and probably getting in really amazing shape. But they looked, it just looked well-tuned, like a lot of, uh, 
a lot of guys prepared and doing the things they're supposed to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just preseason. I don't get excited about this, but I'm going to watch a little more. I might watch a little bit this this season a little more. I'm just going to, you know, check it out probably the same way, just after the fact. But um, very promising, man, for, for a first preseason game. So I uh, wonder how the other ones were in the league. The Bucks, they didn't look bad either, though, man. They had their guys step up, and they made it a, you know, I think it was like a 30 to 20-something. It was like a few points. But... Um, yeah, it was it was a nice nice little scrimmage and getting to see talent. You know, that's what these games are, anyways. They're not real. You know, I mean, it does tell you something if you win, but I don't. It's hard to really gauge these games because it's such a different thing than what a regular game is played. You know, you're not moving guys in and out like you would. You know, it's a way different game. It, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, imagine if that was the way the NFL was, you just used everybody. You didn't sit there and have a star player and that'd be pretty interesting actually, if you, if you could do that, but, uh, it'd probably be a real mess too, <laughs> but I don't know. I wonder if, if that philosophy would, would, uh, fans would I don't know, fans, it'd be weird for fans, but, uh, that'd be an interesting take on, on the, on sports. If you started you know, made it, made it, kind of made it a built-in thing. Like, hey, you need to, you know, it's like you'd have to. It's like you almost add another element, you know, of unpredictability. You know, you make it this thing like you have to switch out quarterbacks and all these things. You know, like you got to do these these switches or something. It would have to. It would be a uh, requirement. Like you couldn't have your starting quarterback play over. Uh, it would be ridiculous, first off, <laughs> but, but I love the thought of that, like making this extra difficult uh, element in trying to play the game. No, it, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work really. It wouldn't. That that idea would just just die right where I said it. So, um, but yeah, it was it was good. It was a good game for them. So, so finally. Finally, that time getting getting some sports. Um, like I said previously in another podcast, you know, they got the NHL is going to be right around the corner. Their preseason that comes up in the next month, so they're definitely out there practicing and conditioning at this point, or getting to that point. So it's a short off season for those guys. Basketballs get a little while. They got like a, they got a good. They could they could chill for another month. Some of those guys for a good month, maybe, and then uh, they got to start getting their ass in gear. You know, I think in September they start. Well, they actually they do shit through the summer. It just depends. Some guys are more. You know, I'd say the guys the guys that are trying to earn their spot probably are doing the most work. You know, and the guys that already have their spot, they're like, you know, they could kind of hang out, but they all keep working. You know, staying in shape, playing, you know, it's what they love. So they're going to play games constantly anyways. So, or, you know, do physical activities and stuff. So it doesn't really all the way end for these guys. It's not like they just go to, you know, from one speed to just nothing. But maybe there are a few of those guys that are really, really chill. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, 
it's going to be a hell of a year too, man. I can't wait for that. But but NFL is upon us, so got to make the most out of it. There's some great. Oh, I'll just share this. Um, I saw a deal. It might be still going on, but for the Rams, 250 bucks for eight uh, all the games for the season. But it's per person. I don't think that uh, th there's a couple things though. There's a catch. The tickets are going to be random, so every game you're not going to quite know where you're going to be sitting. It's going to be kind of what's available probably, and you can't transfer them or sell them. So you pretty much want to go to all the games. But for 250 man, even if you make it to five or four of them, like, you still got your money's worth. But it'd be kind of a bummer to <laughs> just kind of lose those those games that you, know, that, that you have, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it's definitely in for a certain fan, you know, somebody that's just going to go solo anyways, they don't care. You know, or they have the other person or a couple people that are down, and they just roll with it, you know, and then they'll meet up between quarters or whatever they'll do. You know, I, I'm sure there's there's fans out there that'll, that'll eat this up. I would probably would have done this some years, you know, when I was, like, younger, for sure. I would have definitely took that. Well, that's an excellent deal, man. Two hundred fifty bucks for all those games—like that's insane. But um, there's definitely a lot of good tickets, anyway, especially for the Rams, since it's such a huge stadium. Uh, even for the Chargers, there's some some deals out there. Um, the only game that was the most expensive is the Steelers, really, and I think that's still going to stay the case. Um, at least it looks that way. But yeah, it's that's the hot ticket for between the two teams. But I think those tickets were going for as at best like two fifty a ticket. But um, but it, you know the the main thing is is like you really have no bad seat in that house, so um, pretty worth it really. Uh, so I, I gotta I gotta see what I can do because I it's one of those where after the fact you know I'll be like damn I should have did that shit <laughs> you know what I mean. But it's gonna be a costly little day for sure. It would, you know, you figure two tickets. That's over five plus the the fees. It's probably like six hundred dollars or so. And uh, you know, then after that, you're spending at least another good couple hundred bucks. But um, but a great hey, to you know, football. I think it's especially for me. I haven't. I've only gone to we you know one professional game which was the Chargers Steelers, so you know I've really you know I've really haven't spent like a whole bunch of money on this kind of stuff, um, so it's it's it it would be a nice treat and I got some time for something like that you know it's coming up it's in October so yeah so it's a real it's a real doable thing really. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much what's going on right now. Uh, baseball, I could go ahead and look that up real quick while we're uh, while I'm here. Uh, let's see. So we got today. Okay, here we go. So the standings right now. Yeah, the Yankees are killing it. Houston's killing it. Minnesota, Cleveland, those they're tied up. 
They're all these are all the teams over seventy wins. Atlanta just got seventy wins. Uh, and the Dodgers has got the most, seventy nine. They're about to get eighty. Dodgers on a mission, man, going for the third time. Trying to go to that World Series. Three is a charm, right? Yeah, they, they really will have the pressure. They go again at this point. I mean, they've had it, but they're built for, I mean, <laughs> you can't get much more pressure than what they've already faced with it. So it feels to me, though, they're much more, they're just that much more dangerous at this point, you know. I just hope it translates when they get there. I haven't watched their games, you know, I'd have to look and see, but I think they're kind of their problem. Um, but unless they could do it all the time, but they, they could they could smash teams, you know, score runs and all that, but then when the pitching gets really good and they have to play that small ball, they're not as built for that. But maybe this year they've had, uh, you know, some of those games where they've had it, you know, tight and have had to come through. Um, let me see if I can find something real quick just to give me a little bit of a overview of what they've done. I can't really, yeah, see, these, it, it's so, it takes so long to trying to load this and then you have to click in there. And I might not find it here, guys, but anyways, that's pretty much the gist of what they need to do. So basically, yeah, my opinion, what I know, what I've seen from them, you know, that's their big thing. They could definitely, um, they could definitely win, and, and they're doing that. But I think this year they must be. You get 80 wins at this point, man. You're you're got to be pretty well rounded in terms of you're winning probably every type every type of game at that. I mean, I don't know. That's that's impressive, man. So they're definitely on their way to get 100 wins plus easily. Easily. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much where, where we're at in baseball. No need to talk about, you know, any of the struggling teams, you know, that's anybody, <laughs> you know, uh, but I'll say the runners up that are coming, Oakland, they'll be around Tampa Bay. I already said Cleveland They're They're really right there. They can actually get their spot in their division. They're right there. Uh, the central is ridiculous besides Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, but, um, Milwaukee, St. Louis and the Cubs that can change up. The Cubs got the lead right now, but only by a couple. So that could switch up, you know, each week, you know, or every couple days. And let's see, otherwise the East, you got Atlanta, Washington, they got a good lead on Washington. So they're not in bad shape. The Mets have a chance to slip in still. Shit in Philadelphia, so they got a pretty good league, go, uh, pretty good division going on. Uh, Dodgers handedly got the division, handedly. They're up by 19, <laughs> at least 19 games, so they're way, way, way ahead of everybody. Wow, and the rest of them, uh, they're in the fifth. I mean, they're all kind of tight, but they're way low, man. Yeah, not even close. I mean, they've dominated this year so far, and going forward, they're dominating in their division. I mean, it's that's insane. Twenty, they got a <laughs> what a cushion, what a cushion. Yeah, the Yankees got it pretty damn good too. 
They got it pretty good too. They got about nine games on Tampa and 16 games ahead on Boston. So that's definitely making them feel good. Boston won the World Series last year, guys. Big difference. It's, it's hard to stay great, you know. Uh, the only recent team that's been staying great like that is Houston. They're sick. They have a potential to be back there again, for sure. So that's my baseball talk for now. I'm not going to... Got so much. We got so much to cover still with that, guys. There's so much time. You know, I'm not going to talk about a little game here and there. You know, what's the point? I'm not going to waste your time. Unless that's what you like. If you like all the extra talk, go to my man, Morency. Check out Fantasy Sports Network. Check out his show, uh, The Morning After It. He has it on in the morning, just as it says. And uh, you can check out his afternoon show, Game Time Decisions. Definitely both shows great for anybody that's super sports junkie. If you like to get into the numbers, you like to bet, um, I would check them out. Check both of those out. And they got the, the YouTube. You could go to their, they have, you know, clips broken down. You don't even have to watch the whole shows. But, uh, yeah, and you could, they're, they're available on different radio platforms. If, if, if there's, you know, if you're not uh, wanting to go on YouTube, they're on a lot of different platforms. Just look them up. So I'm just giving a free plug to those guys over at the Fantasy Sports Network, putting it down. Oh, excuse me. Um... What else? Yeah, so so yeah, coming up here in the podcast, you're going to be hearing. Uh, actually, it's going to kind of go in, um, kind of in. Yeah, we weren't in the middle, but we were like just getting into the conversation of uh, came up again talking about you know Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, also talking really talking them about them in the sense of um, artists, you know what they got to do to you know get out there get 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 your brand up you know the differences what they did you know the different plus what was available you know in Nikki's case you know there wasn't the social media there wasn't um, as many tools made for artists to to get things going you know Cardi has benefited just because of the difference of era but it doesn't take away from anything that's still somebody that you know did it how they had to do it so we just get into a lot of that talk so I don't even need to expand on it because you know that's the purpose you guys could hear that but I just want to give you a precursor so when it comes in you're not like what that you know what's going on here you, you'll know pretty quickly but I just wanted to uh, give that little teaser on it but yeah we get into a lot of um, you know industry talk and everything so I'm getting gonna be getting back to more of that through the you know podcast coming up um, get some, you know, hopefully get some different music guests, maybe some upcoming bands and artists, but, um, you know, I'm not making any promises right now. That's just, you know, that's just far, far ahead. But in the meantime, uh, I'll be, you know, definitely contributing, you know, for myself and I'll have Renee on as well. And we'll, we'll keep this conversation going, keep it fun. So, so that's, what's going to be coming up here shortly for you guys. Um, what else is I going to say? I feel like there was something else. We got, oh, just, just out there today. You guys check it out, look it up, or you might have already seen it by, by the time you hear this. 
the new Dolomite trailer by Eddie Murphy and all-star cast of people. It's uh, going to be basically uh, it's it's a it's a kind of biopic on Dolomite. If you never heard of Dolomite, look him up. He was um, this black exploitation character in the seventies. That uh, you know, this is obviously just really before me. I was just a baby then, but you know, years later, I got uh, you know heard about him obviously in different rap songs or whatever. But then you know, I started looking up his movies. You know, like especially the DVD era, and I was like, this guy is a character, man. So yeah, he he created a real cult following, huge following, and then some became like larger than life. Actually. Um, I think people kind of thought he was, you know, the way they did the movies, I mean, you almost were like, is this shit real? I mean, you knew it was a movie, but is this guy like, you know, he just was so himself, you're like, this guy's the real deal, you know, but it's all, you know, all entertainment. So Eddie Murphy, it looks, the trailer looks really good, so you guys got to check it out. Um all-star cast all he got even wesley snipes in it playing a director i mean it's like it's gonna be fun you know i hope it's uh i hope it's fair, uh, fairly long enough because i think there's a lot to cover with dolomite <laughs> and i'm sure we're gonna get more ideas and insight than we would have known because uh, it's coming from the real point of view what this guy was going through what he was how this came about you know i guess he was a um, struggling comedian and all that and obviously getting older and had to figure out some way of making it happen so this is this is blowing up back then in the 70s you know with all the work you had to do you know there was no obviously now you know that's what's funny a guy like that he could blow up now but do it on his Instagram or Snapchat or whatever matter of fact there's a guy kind of did that but not a dol he's not Dolomite or something but I'm thinking of a guy who um, kind of had that happen. What what do you go by? Fifty one, I think fifty one Savage or something like that. Because I don't know how it came. He if if he put it, you know, name himself. I'm sure somebody said it to him. But I guess that or fifty two Savage, something like that. But they, you know, I'm thinking that somebody must have said, "You look like twenty one Savage's father or, or grandfather." You know, so he just played on that and made himself fifty two Savage or something. Anyways, I'm I'm just guessing that maybe that's not how it went down, but he obviously I think the guy can rap himself. Probably did it back in his day too. Just some cat, just a random dude missing some teeth, got humor about himself the whole nine. Real a real dude, and he got you know what he I think he's gotten deals now and everything, and he got he got it. But the funny thing is, it's almost it's good, but it probably took away from it a bit is he got his teeth all fixed and everything like so he's like all fresh and all that so it's one of those cool stories that I, you know I kind of stumbled into on Instagram but uh, yeah you can look him up I'm sure he's he's doing his thing but it just shows you're never too old man this cat you know I don't know initially how old or whatever but he was probably in his late 40s maybe early 50s but here here's this thing and he took advantage of it put his personality and character into it and just ran with it and you know now he's like doing his thing and you know getting paid and everything probably getting appearance money who knows so so yeah dolomite i would say that's you know we'll we'll see how the movie will turn out and all that but 
it's kind of what you know if you you know you could kind of get from that trailer really quick or you look at it you just that's what this guy was for that period you know he was just like a lot of there's a lot of those stories you know a lot of um you know Rodney Dangerville was one of those guys late bloomer you know been working busting his ass like you said I get no respect and he made that his whole thing but he got beloved by the comedy community but um you know he got his break probably by the time he was late 40s I think or something like that or early 50s and Caddyshack was his breakthrough and then he had what several other movies after that at least um, and the rest is history and then he broke he broke ground for a bunch of comics with this famous tape that a lot of the comedians talk about uh, I think it was an HBO special and he broke Dice Clay uh, uh, Kinnison and a whole bunch of other guys just by putting this show together and, and all that so uh, what's, his, what's another one in business there's Colonel Sanders the famous Colonel Sanders story look that up I mean so there's all, all all of these are great, you know. These these should uh, it should be inspiring for anybody for any age, you know, um, because it what it should tell you is you just keep going, you know. You don't give up. Maybe you'll have some bumps in the road, some sidelines, you know. Anything can happen, but you you just keep going. So, anyways, I'm gonna leave it at that. So we can go into the next part of the podcast because I want to keep you guys flowing, keep the energy up and live. But thank you again for anybody that's following. Subscribe. If you're listening on your Google Play, your Stitcher, your TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, um, CastBox. Thank you, CastBox. All you guys. Podbean, of course. Thank you very much, the main host can you.podbean.com the main main one but uh in itunes how can i forget itunes all you guys thank you guys for uh checking out continue on and here's the show um when you do fuck shit you want people to give you a fucking pass right but when you feel like people's done fuck shit to you it's world war motherfucking three until shoes is flying at your fucking head, huh? Right. See, see how, see how old how the temples are because see what she doesn't realize she's trying to figure out how did this girl get into this industry like this with all this or whatever. First of all, that girl fought her way through this motherfucking industry and she worked for it. You cannot say that Cardi B did not fucking work for it. She paid. She and she and she put her own money up for her fucking career. She didn't have nobody financially backing her when she fucking started. Exactly. The fuck you mean? No, she came up in this. She came up in the way the artists are ha- having to at this time. Yeah, that's how she came. I mean, and you, know, you want to yeah, Eventually, you- yes, you get you break, make a breakthrough, and then you don't have to. You know, now you're you're generating money, right? But or you have like some help backing. But exactly. There's but like this meetup. That there's a lot more work to be done now. Right. And then you want to you want to drag her. And uh, for being a stripper and all that or whatever, but she was an honorable stripper, bitch. <laughs> the fuck you mean? She was an honorable stripper. Right. Okay? And she but did her that, thing. That's some hilarious Listen, story. and this is when I'm working with my clients and we're on some new stuff or whatever, like Solomon Lawrence, I always say, 
Um, use the Cardi. We we always need to implement the Cardi B effect. Right. And that's my own little internal thing, right? The Cardi B effect. Yeah, you could. Uh, er, er, well, everybody could take a note well, from her. And you can take a goddamn good note. I'm gonna tell you why. Are you recording? Yeah, it's already. That we're recording. Okay, yeah, good. now we are. Oh, yeah. good. You can take a good note from this. Cardi B put together a team. Nobody knew who Partisan was. Right. Like, you understand what I'm saying? People like that. The only person on their team that I can identify that everybody knew when he was, like, worldwide or she, however you want to reference him, is Tokyo Styles, which is cute self. Saw him a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. or a week before last in the club when I was with Jack. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be at the event I got, you know, coming up, right? Mm -hmm. And... The only only reason why people knew him was because he was first Nicki's hairstylist. He was Nicki Minaj's hairstylist oh, really? first. Oh yes. Artisan? No. Oh, Tokyo I was like, style. Some trippy shit. No, Tokyo style. Okay, I'm sorry. Tokyo I got style. Lost in that. And he started doing Cardi. Right. So I'm thinking somewhere along the lines there was some conflict or whatever with him, you know. And he was getting dragged in their feud, yeah, or whatever. And now that's toxic when you are dragging your team members in your personal bullshit. You know, saying because you got a problem with this artist or whatever, whatever, and he's just trying to get his own bag. Like, don't include me in that shit. Well, now he's with Cardi, yeah. right? But out of everybody on the team, he was the only one that was really known. And he's also known for doing Kylie and um. Kylie and Kendall Jenner, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing their hair and all of that or whatever. Fast forward, but nobody knew who Colin Carter was. Colin Carter is her stylist, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. Is who stylist? Cardi B stylist. Okay. Nobody knew who um, Precious, her publicist is, mm-hmm. was at the time. Precious actually, I mean, not Precious, Patience. Sorry, Patience, if, we, if you ever get this podcast. Patience, um, she when when me being a publicist, PR, of course, first event planner. When I look at PR, I look at patience. Mm-hmm. When I if, if you know how we all have our idols of what we do in the industry, right? On the event planning side, I have several. One of them is Mindy Weiss, and um, oh, I can't think of his name right now. I'll come back to that. And then when it comes to PR, it's uh, it's patience. Mm-hmm. And she, her company now is the cream, uh, the cream mm-hmm. agency, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, she was working for another company, under another company, when Cardi's name came up. Mm-hmm. Nobody else wanted to work with Cardi. Mm-hmm. She's too ratchet. She's mm-hmm. too this. She's too loud. She's too extra. She's too ghetto. Yeah. Whatever you yeah, want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And Patience says, no, I think she got something. And she took her on. Mm-hmm. Best decision, Patience. Mm-hmm. Best fucking decision. Mm-hmm. Right? Because look at them now. Mm-hmm. So you put together a team of people unknown. And everybody, they what they did was they created their own lane. Yeah. Right? Well, they she... All, you got to also, I'll point out this, I'll say to me, or at least it comes to that, is this is, this is what hip hop is. Mm-hmm. She has done something that a lot of hip hop acts since the 80s did. They just didn't have maybe as 
wide uh, and on celebrity and social media as you can do now. Right. But you know what I mean? And I'm talking in terms of this, you know, uh, KRS having his brother do certain things or, you know, uh, this guy or, uh, you know, the promoter in town. Pete, right. You know, then it goes to Diddy who expands that and becomes, you know, so what I'm saying is she is creating her empire, mm-hmm. but not in a uh, overlord way. She's everybody's empowered and doing their things. Exactly. You know, and oh, it and, just generates. It's a business. And, it's all business. And um, we're not gonna forget um, Erica, uh, her makeup artist, Cardi B's makeup artist. We're not gonna forget Erica because Erica is the bomb. Dot com. Erica Laprell um, is Cardi B's makeup artist, and um, she's everything. And by the way, so Tokyo Styles, like I said when I was saying before, you can't decipher it. Not that this matters, right. but um, I support it. I support it. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, both Erica Laprell and Tokyo Styles are transgender mm. artists. Mm. Gotcha. You got me. Yeah. And so I like the fact I like the diversity in. Um, there's a lot of diversity. Oh yeah, for in, sure. In Cardi's team or whatever, sure. and they when I say they get together and they push, they push. Mm-hmm. And I, well, however you guys want to look at Cardi B, and um, you know for the Cardi B haters or whatever, let me tell you, you have to respect the hustle. Yeah, and you gotta sure. respect. Um, she's very smart because if you think about oh, it, she is, man. You gotta really think about it now. Since just, just, just sit and think about this. The beef with her and Nikki, how that all transpired, right? Mm-hmm. And it was during the Met Gala, mm-hmm. you know, uh, events and things like that. And I believe it was the Harper's Bazaar uh, party. Yeah. yeah, it was that they were at, right? Mm-hmm. How ironic is that you get put out of the Harper's Bazaar party for throwing a shoe at Nicki Minaj, who was talking big shit before, but then don't want to get them, she don't want to throw them paws up. Because, oh, you're making us look bad or whatever. No, bitch. Because you was, you was hee and ha ha in my face. Right. And you were telling me mm-hmm. one thing, but you were behind my back doing another. Mm-hmm. But how ironic is it that you get put out of the Harper's Bazaar, and I don't come down violence. That's not what right. I'm saying here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not what I'm saying here. But, but I tell you what. But man, you, you know what yo, I'm saying. Let me finish. To, let me no, finish real quick. Real quick, big up to Harper Bazaar because they were like, we just got major press out of Yo, they got major press. <laughs> they got major press. But. You know, Nikki, she was trying to be the upstanding one and all this, and like she was so appalled or whatever. But how, how ironic is oh, it that pearl clutching, right? Pearl clutching is standing in the corner. <laughs> bitch would move out that corner. She said, "No, nah, bitch, come here, come here." She would move out that corner. She not. She said, "No, nah, I'm gonna stand right here." <laughs> but listen, how ironic is it that you throw a shoe? Mm-hmm. You take off your shoe and throw at this girl at the Harper's Bazaar event to only get the cover mm-hmm. of Harper's Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Not once, mm-hmm. but twice. Mm-hmm. And a whole, you know, spread. Yeah. With the Harper's Bazaar. So you can, you can see how the industry is looking at Nikki's behavior too you know what i'm saying because she don't see nikki really don't see no wrong in mm-hmm. some of the shit that she's done no this no, is no. what we're talking about about toxicity because like we say everybody does have toxic traits or whatever but they're usually triggered by something sure 
or whatever. So Car- let's just put it out there. Cardi was a trigger for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, it was an intimidation. She felt it was unfair. You know, she felt like people were citing her and all of that or whatever. But she could have controlled that whole situation had she authentically embraced that girl. Because the truth be told, Cardi was an amazing, she was a huge uh, Nicki Minaj fan. So it's really sad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care how much she be on uh, camera now with uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. Or whatever, and and doing things with Megan Thee Stallion, all all that or whatever. She she you should have been doing that. Yeah. Majorly. Yeah. With other artists. Yeah. Majorly. But you can. It's like you should. Be- I'm, and I'm not talking about Ariana Grande, not the R and B's and the Beyonces. We're not right. talking about that. I'm talking about up and coming female rappers. Yeah, or even male. Are, well, yeah, you gotta, but you gotta give it to her for the mail because she was performing, she was doing stuff with Drake, and she was doing yeah. Well, she's like you know her features saying? of creative stuff. Yeah, like she's doing like stuff with Keenan. She is the ma- uh, yeah. I keep saying Keenan, y'all. It's YG. Sorry, I don't call him YG. I call him by his birth name. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she's done that, but those, you know, she's. She's yeah, that but, type of she's that type of female. Well, but I think I think I don't think I don't even think it's I think it's just kind of more ended up this way, and that's great at the same time. It is great, but let me tell you but, something. You know, what is her relationship with Drake and and, and uh, I still would like another. I would have liked another great album by her by now, at least. And that's what I'm I would have liked. Sorry, I don't care what anybody says. Now, um, what's that song? Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, it's cute. But it's just not but, for this moment. Like she should have something. It was way stronger. Yeah, she should have some fire, and it doesn't have to be. I there's fire. That, see, this is the thing too. Everybody's gotten stuck on fire. Has to have all this. Uh, you can figure out a different way to do a fire song. So right. that doesn't. That's not. It has to really be uh, super hype. But yeah, with the way with the type of stuff she's done in the past, like the Romans and all that, like. Oh, Come on. Now let's get, let's be <laughs> bring some print. shit. That like was that. on the pink print out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was some. It was actually it was I think it was even just like a it was just thrown out there first, and then yeah. it ended up on that album. But um, I mean, like I don't get I love no frogs. I still see that song. Like even <laughs> um, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, I'm just saying like there's a lot more she could have done. done. I think she got lazy. But I don't think, I think there's a multitude of things that yeah, happened. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on that we really don't know. We're just talking from the outside looking in. We're just giving some fun. Yeah, just giving you guys some fun and Brand, just our own personal opinion. So don't be May and Nate is back on right now. Right. <laughs> we gotta have more. Right, so don't be acting us or whatever. I know y'all be Please do. Head. To me. I mean, yeah, but don't come at me crazy. <laughs> don't come at me crazy. But um, I, I, I I know I'm going to try to do more with Nate, um, you guys. I, well, just, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. No, it's been on. It's been it's been me. It's not like I just can make the time, make the time and make it happen. So here we go. Yeah, here we go. But yeah. So. But anyways, back off of Nikki and Cardi because, you know, we got all, that's always the subject. Mm-hmm. But let's get into this back on this situation with um, Little Easy's daughter. Uh, Easy. No, yeah, Easy E's daughter, remarkable. Oh, Easy's. I'm sorry, not Lil Easy. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> like, no, not his son. <laughs> like he ain't that old yet. <laughs> uh, no. Sorry, Lil Easy. Uh, Easy E's uh, daughter, yeah. remarkable. Okay, so she's now on uh, the new episode uh, of 
of growing up hip hop, um, you guys, and um, you know, with Bow Wow, the Brad, uh, Miss Deb Abney, um, you know, Waka Flocka, Tammy, um, you know, and all that. So <laughs> she, so I'm, I'm just gonna get into this uh, last episode. So this, you know, this episode, one of the episodes, she did a performance, and. Um, she was invited by um, what's the boy's name, Brian, who's supposed to be Miss Deb's godson or whatever. Right. Like quote unquote godson, um, and they're having issues, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the fact of the matter is, they took the time. Miss Deb and the brat took the time to go see Remarkable perform, um, and I'm gonna just keep um, call it like it is and just tell it like it is. The the performance was shit. It was shit. She needs work or whatever, and that's okay. She's a new artist. She needs to be developed, and uh, yeah. th that goes across the board. You know, um, Destiny's Child. How old is she? Uh, is she under twenty-five? I'm not sure if she's under twenty-five. How long has Easy been? Well, she. Okay, so he. That was ninety-five. Ninety-five or six. Past. Yeah, so she's probably about that age. I think it was ninety-five. Yeah, she's probably around like twenty-five, twenty-six, or something like. Or Wait, 27. no, she'd be twenty-four. We don't know. So, Somewhere up in there in her early 20s. I'm lost. Yeah, we're lost too because I don't know when the child was born. But she's young. <laughs> she's young, okay? And um, she does have a backstory. Um, you know, she is Easy E's, uh, the late Easy E uh, in the way of Do you know, do you know how long she's been? Going after her career or rapping. Or um, they didn't really get into like how long or whatever because I'd she. Be it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. What it sound well, from what she said um, is just that she didn't grow up with a silver spoon in her mouth because yeah, she was easy daughter. Like so yeah. she, so she was actually misfortunate. Um, you know, was she was probably just a baby at that time, and she probably was just a baby. You know, mm -hmm. she had a rough upbringing. Right. Um, she was homeless. You right. know what I'm saying. Um. You know, it was yeah. it was rough. Yeah, it was real life. It was rough. Real life. It was real life. And um, her being Easy E's daughter, nobody would ever think that that was the case. Right. But in her case, this was it, it is what it is. Fast forward. So Miss Deb and the brat went to her performance. Did you know they met with her first? You know, and they had the little powwow, mm -hmm. and she invited them to her performance. Performance was shit. So, but they talked to her, and they invited her to the boot camp that they were already planning on doing. Mm -hmm. She's so down, she was super humble, you know, whatever she has to do to advance her career, blah, blah, blah. Well, the boot camp comes and she's a no-show. Mm. And then she shows up late and she's talking to the producers and the producer's like, well, do you sure you want to do this like this? She's like, like yeah, because she's in her feelings because she's like, well, they came to my performance and they invited me to the boot camp, but I feel that they, I didn't have to audition because they already seen me perform. Mm. Well, so she felt that she shouldn't have had to audition with all the other people around right. Atlanta who came to the boot camp who had to audition. Right. And it's just like, well, girl. Yeah. You're not even established. And your show is shit. You need development. You need things in yeah, order. Exactly. You need real training. You need real boot camp. Yeah. So why do you feel that you're above everybody else who showed up at eight at o'clock in the morning and probably earlier than that to make sure that they got a spot in the door? You understand what I'm saying? 
and you feel right. that you can't do like everybody else because why you're Izzy's daughter. Right. She's like, no, it's not about that. What's well, about something? Right. And I'm glad Miss Deb put her in her place and she told her. She said, there are people here mm-hmm. who have actual record deals now mm-hmm. who are not mm-hmm. moving. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that people don't realize. You can get a, they can have a record deal. Yep. And the, the the label won't necessarily move. You'll be shelled. Ask Mary J. Blige. Ask Ask Sky. You get what I'm no, no, I'm just saying we're gonna talk about people. Yeah, I know that, that people that know. are known. Right, that are known. I'm just Mary J. Blige stayed shelved for a I don't know how long before Diddy pulled her out of the archives. Wow. Probably a couple years at least. Probably a couple years before Diddy got his hands on. Because you'd be surprised. Yeah. Let's be let's be let's be clear. So people think, and so when I have artists like I'm not going to say her name Mm -hmm. because I don't have any beef with her. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't care for her manager. This is why we're not working together anymore because her manager don't know. Yeah. She doesn't know the business. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know the business, and she's a, she's an amateur um, manager, and that's fine because a lot of managers start off not knowing, but they put the grind in. Yeah, that's fine. But what the problem mm-hmm. is, or was, and probably still is, who knows, um, is that this artist felt that she did not need to fund her career anymore yeah, because she already. We gotta add she. Um, she felt she had to change her whole thing that was actually going really well. Right, she changed and her persona. She, she she had a really awesome fan base. And, right, and that's what hurt her. Yep. That and I tried telling her that. Said, do you ever think about going back and, to the first person? She says, "Well, I changed and redeveloped as a person. But if you want to yeah. use that to get your foot in the door, yeah. and yeah. then change, and your and, exactly. and your your fan base would grow, grow with, grow with you. you, exactly." That's not what she did. Mm-hmm. So you changed before you even got your foot in the door. She still has the opportunity. She to still has an opportunity. Absolutely. But talking to her and trying to, to tell her that it's like talking to dead fucking air. Yeah. And I was hitting a brick fucking wall. At some point, you gotta just not want to throw in the towel and let oh, a person yeah. just fall in their face. No, you have to let, let it go. Because what do Renee know? I only work for Sony Music for how long? Right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so you artists out there who think that you got all the answers and you ain't pushing, you ain't pushing no album sales and the album sales, the little bitty album sales that you guys are pushing are hitting a double cloth, not platinum. Right. I'm being funny here. (laughs) Please learn to double plastic. Please take time. Learn to invest in what to invest into. Yeah. Start with just Facebook campaigning yourself. Make a bomb Facebook though. Have your music together. You know. Right. There's a there's probably about by the time you're gonna ready to promote yourself, you need to have at least in in terms of your songs and stuff covered all your copying right. Uh, possibly your publishing. You can do all these things yourself. Mm-hmm. Get that in order. Get your you know actually. Get a lawyer as soon as you as as long as long as you know you're that good though you have to have, I'm talking even to get to that point you need to have been out done some live shows get some kind of feedback you know right 
it, it doesn't mean it's going to be a billion people. It could be 20 people. That's okay. Right. Just get get out there a bit. But have your all I'm saying is have yourself tight. Then get a lawyer, and they're going to help you with all this other the copyright. You know, get get somebody that's professional, right. and the music lawyers can give you even more help than you'd even know. They will. Trust me, they'll want to even advance your career. There's some there's people that don't get talked about in the industry, so I'm giving you a big tip right there. Right. Get you a real good music lawyer. Mm -hmm. Experience, five years minimum. Right. Yeah. When you start, if you want to start and spend your money and start getting going, and a lot of them will work on a retainer fee or something real like cool, you'd be surprised. Right. Even percentage, uh, they may give you, um, you know, you just have to ask. You could ask for. Uh, on spec, right. um, so you need to take time, start reading one of these books, and that's all I can tell you at this moment. I'll, I'll be posting um, a lot more content like this, just so you guys know. It'll also be on my YouTube, so I'm going to leave it at that for now. I don't want to sit there and give big promises when I'm building it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But um yeah, so I mean that's my that that's my little uh two cents for today, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, you just you gotta put in the work and until I don't think just because um um uh, you get in front of some of these big names that that's also gonna change your career. Right. It could. It could. I don't want to discourage you. No, go. I would say I'm going to suggest play as much as you can in front of people of all type. Right. Like, put go out with that passion. Not only that, go busk, meaning play like little free shows somewhere. Right. Dude, I want to see artists like get busy out there. Mm -hmm. Y'all ain't using your technology as good as you can. And beyond the technology, you can make music like really live out there if you guys would just get down more. Right. Like, for, you know, we're here in L.A., and as much as there's people here and all that that are doing the damn thing or whatever, and I know they are, so I'm not, this isn't, like, really shit-talking. I'm just giving, like, uh, uh, hopefully something, idea to spark people to think about, like, start live-streaming from places around town or, like, find a little bar in the middle of the daytime and do a show. Like, let's get it going. Yeah. And people, and you could do this in any city that, that you're at. Yeah. And you got and start live streaming it. You're already doing these things. You're trying to get noticed. So go and do that shit. Be a, like really play and you know whatever right. you're doing. You know like no, rap. I mean like spit everything. Get some right. ciphers going. Get some other local artists. It'll cultivate. Man, you'll see artists really start thriving if they start oh, taking yeah. advice like this. And and let me and let me let me say this too. You know it's a lot of room for everybody and like it's. Because music is endless. Especially now. Yeah, especially now. It's endless, it's timeless or whatever. And we have all the tools with social media, SoundCloud, like all these platforms, like musical platforms and stuff. Yep. Um, you know, YouTube for your music videos or just music audio. Whatever platform you can use, especially if you're a new artist and you're starting off free, SoundCloud is free. Yeah. Start with the YouTube and the SoundCloud. Just YouTube keep it, and the SoundCloud. I would say... Keep it simple for yourself. Keep it simple. So you can just get to work. Exactly. Like constantly think that way. Right. <laughs> and you know, and if you and like if you have a, a cool music video concept or whatever, you know, 
I don't care if you gotta shoot it from your iPhones. Please, well, you're do it. Do it. Whatever you got. Whatever shoot. you got. You know what I'm saying? If you Look, got if you got a mini DV uh, recorder from back in the day, but you know how you could plug it in. Right. That's all you exactly. need to do. So, Use that shit. But do know, like, even though there's enough room in the music industry for everybody, everybody is not gonna get signed. Yeah. Everybody is not going, you know what I'm saying? So learn the business a little bit because you're going to need to when you and, get signed. And and focus on just being passionate about your craft. Right. And um and and just doing what you love and um and, and stick at it. People will then take notice when they really feel it when you can get to that point. You, right. You're going to get real results. Because if you right, you're going to get better results if you just focus on this is what I love, this is my craft or whatever. Versus, I gotta get signed. I gotta do. Yeah, focus, oh, let me talk about this. I'm gonna tell you why. Because you don't want to end up like a fucking blue face. <laughs> I don't give what a happened excuse the blue my face? language, but I don't give a fuck. What's the news? I didn't hear. <laughs> you don't belong now. If you want to talk about somebody who don't belong in this fucking industry, <laughs> fuck about him working with YG and whoever else right. or whatever. He is a shit artist. Yeah. He he's and, and he's even publicly admitted that he don't give a fuck about the industry. He's just trying to get a bag. Right. Like he gotcha. he's not passionate about it, right. and it shows in his fucking music and his performance because he can't rap on beat to save his fucking life. Right. He's not a lyricist. No. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's not deep at all. No. Kendrick Lamar is deep. Right. Jay Z deep. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he doesn't really have the interest in it. Yeah. No, I. I Nas, let's come on. Let's I feel you clear. That way. Exactly. And I'm not talking about Little Nas X, and I love me some Little Nas. But he's X. doing. But he's <laughs> giving. Well, hey, Old Town Road pop song or whatever. Ooh, what? He, that, I love him. That's I don't it, that, that, that hit, that how gay he is. Well, the mute, the it's it's a uh, it's that melody and everything that that uh, and he, I love he captured he captured us he created he captured what they would call it, he captured a sound. Yeah. Like uh, this this is when a hit happens. Sometimes it's like, whoo, you like how did that happen? Right. From tick, I think it was uh, it, I heard it generated the 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 viral part generated on TikTok. Now you know, yeah, it did. Now you know. Now, a shout out to Billy Ray Cyrus. Yep, for stepping up to for the fucking plate. Up, come on, Billy Ray. Y'all want y'all say what y'all want to say about Miley Cyrus uh, and, and, and just Billy. Bomb time. Her daddy is the shit. Billy bomb. Ray Cyrus is Miley Cyrus' dad. Some somebody I was talking to didn't even put two and two together. <laughs> they didn't like they had. Yeah, first no. of all, they didn't even know who he was. No, no, no. no. Never, no a know. lot of people at this yeah, point. Yeah, because he's yeah. But Billy Ray, I grew up on Billy Ray. <laughs> um, yeah, good looking, cause you know the country music, the country, uh, the country music people, they wasn't, they mm -hmm. was trying to oust him, like, no, we don't want him. And yeah, he was in the same position. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. when he came out and performed with mm -hmm. him at the, um, was it the BET Awards? Yeah. Oh my God, killed it. Killed it. And if mm -hmm. you guys haven't heard uh, Lil Nas X song Rodeo, look at me, all the free promotion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, got, uh, featuring Cardi B, fire. Mm -hmm. Fire. This kid, this kid got it. He's like, yeah. what, 20? 19? Uh, 20? He's a baby. Yeah. He's a baby. I don't know. Yeah. He's a baby. 
and whatever. And people was like, oh, you know, some of the gay community was a little up in arms. You guys calm down. <laughs> Anybody that's being up in arms is smoking. Yeah, they're they're mad because but he, he's he 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 tweets like he knows what he knows what he's he doing. Know, yeah. It's so fun. And no, yeah, it's, it's super fun. fun. And they said, Oh and he, well, he's using the the gay community to uh, push his agenda and this, this, that, and the other. I know. What if he's gay, he's gay. So what? How he did it. I know. And People, I mean, I don't think he did it to personally offend you. No, no, no. I, he he tro- he's actually he trolls on people. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what he does. You know. And that's fine. I mean, oh, what? Nobody's no. Well, not just not just trolls. I'm just saying. Fifty cent trolls on people. Yeah. Child, he swear everybody. Everybody. In the world everybody knows, you know? everybody can probably at times or whatever. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure I've done my little bit. Yeah. Had some fun, but not much. Um, it's just funny. Yeah. You got to take it. Don't take it. Basically, don't take don't it so yeah. <laughs> Try to enjoy it. Like, just, just focus. I guess we're giving a message of, like, we all need to focus on the music of things more. Like, let's, yeah. you know, whether you're an artist or a fan, like, if you like, if you don't like his music, you don't. If you like it, you like it. You know, like. Right. Like, calm down. Or if you're sick of hearing him, just, yeah, there's a ton of stuff to listen to. Don't. It's just funny how music gets to all of us, you know. Yeah. It's like, really. <laughs> Is this what we doing now? Like, yeah, <laughs> it can tri- it's a trip. Yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna wrap up for the meantime, but we'll yep, be back for more. I so, give out any social work. media. <laughs> give give out social media. Oh, uh, social media. Or, my social media. If you follow me on Instagram, it's at Renee. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> Just it's whatever your handle is, Renee, Yeah, my handle, Renate, uh, Renate, Renee oh, underscore, this is Bella, um, underscore event PR. So that's R-E-N-E-A underscore M-R-S, Bella, B-E-L-L-A underscore event PR. Mm-hmm. And that is... Good luck uh, with all that. Baby. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I, I, I said I was going to change it, but I ain't changing it. It's what, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys, um, I'm more active on um, Instagram. Um, I'm active. I'm highly active on Twitter, but y'all ain't giving y'all that. Because I be acting a fool sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't um, I don't really like talking uh, business on Twitter. Right. I, I, I not my Twitter is black Twitter because I'm black and and I I I like um, being on black Twitter to act a fool with them because it's just funny sometimes. Um, but Instagram is my um, my choice. Um, you can also follow me on Sharabella on Instagram. My um, website is Sharabella.com. S H A R I B E L L A. Dot com is also my handle for um, Sherbell Events is my handle for Instagram. Um, I have not been posting a lot on there because I've been really busy and I'm working on some really big projects. And once the projects are over, um, well, not really over, but the first phase, I'm in the last phase of the first project, one of the first projects I'm working on uh, for 2019. And once that's done, then I'll post. So don't be mad at me because I took a lot of stuff down off the chair, Bella. All the pretty wedding pictures and all that. You want to see all the pretty wedding pictures? But and if you want to book business, you go to Sharabella.com. Right. You want, yes, you want to book business. Simple as that. Uh, for event planning, wedding planning, um, PR, if you're looking to um, brand, 
um, do um, just start up and all that, you can hit me up and we could talk. Um, but do not call me if you do not have funds and are ready to move forward because um, I don't work for free. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, and you could, of course, follow me at uh, in, on Instagram at GRTN8, Great Nate. And then uh, Can You Chronicles on Twitter. And also, you could go to the YouTube, listen to the podcast there. You can check out some of my silly videos and other videos. Have a lot of better, more interesting content coming up, though, more related to where I'm going with Can You, well, been going, but just adding it into the YouTube. So that's it this week, you guys. It was uh, fun. Yeah, it was fun. So. Episode 210, 210. Come on, 210. We're doing it. Yeah, we're getting there. Getting there. So, all right. Goodbye.